Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Dead Screen Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Rawls. Today, we're going to be talking about a movie that has been lighting up the social media sphere, Wonder Woman 84. And I am joined by RNC Radio's very own X and Justin Davis. Fellas, how you feeling? How you doing? It's good. It's a good first Monday of the year. Uh, nothing has blown up yet. Keyword yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> we, we haven't made it to Wednesday as of the recording. So Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's Super Wednesday. Yeah, it's so every- funny how all of the, it's so funny how all of like the smallest things that we never cared about, like election numbers being counted is now like literally like, oh my God, like it's turned into like this election thing on Wednesday. And I hate to go political here, Majani, but like. It's crazy how it's like the the uh, the bomb remote thing in uh, the Dark Knight, where everyone's like, "I'm oh, going to yeah. press the bomb to kill the other people," <laughs> and and then Ted Cruz is going to come out and say, "I'm going to do what you should have did ten minutes ago." Oh, All right, so, like, so quick question: I need to know who's Debo in the situation. Like, I need to Ted, know Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> I forget. See, I you know what? I forgot about Wednesday. That's crazy. Like it was in the, like the thought process in my head all day, and like, and then I like forgot about it, and I was like, oh wow, we do have a, a special election <laughs> happening tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. So like, hopefully by the time this this recording is going to come out on on Wednesday, uh, everybody will be okay, and like we haven't torn each other apart. Steve Kornacki going to be GQ sexiest man of the year by the by the end of this shit, bro. <laughs> The big board, man. So, yes, I thought that it was fitting to bring you two on to, of course, talk about Wonder Woman uh, 84, talk a little bit about the DC Extended Universe, uh, past, present, and future, because there's a lot of future stuff that's going to go down. But before we get into this movie, I wanted to talk about the beginnings of Wonder Woman and how... Her character came about in this universe. Now, of course, we first saw her in Batman versus Superman. That reveal of the Trinity. Uh, when you guys first saw the movie, how did you feel with, you know, the Hans Zimmer score came and then she's fighting Doomsday? Oh, man, I I saw BVS at a critic screening or a journalist screening, press screening, whatever they're called. They're, they're, are they still happening? No, are they just like. They're DVDs like, now? well, well, they're like <laughs> virtual now. Like everybody okay. just sends links. Okay, cool. So I, I saw it at a, you know, it just seems like this is such a wild thing to say. Uh, a theater full of people, full of people. <laughs> uh, the first time I saw it, uh, and you know, and, and again, like I have a very complicated history, and I think BVS has a complicated history that I, that I hope one day will be told, you know, in the same uh, reverence as uh, Justice League, but. It was overwhelming, you know, cheer and, and fandom. I mean, I remember people hating the BVS trailers, but really digging the Wonder Woman part. And I think the buildup to it was, okay, when's she gonna appear? And I mm-hmm. think that if there's anything that BVS does right, um, and, and I think people have to agree with this, is that that her appearance is one of the very few <laughs> crowd pleasing moments that's built to be a crowd pleasing moment, and it didn't feel fake. Like you know, how in the game. Uh, when the women the women come out and it's just like oh they're all together like this felt like a, a a real earned moment where it's like okay she's here and then that music hits and it's like it, it's a moment and I, and I think it's one of the most underrated moments of of the past couple of years in superhero movies. I think like remembering watching it for the first time in theaters, which is still wild. Like I don't know, I've been a, we've been in Rona so long. I see like a group of people like what the fuck are y'all doing? That I realized like the movies in 2003 or something like that, right? Yeah. Um, but like I remember seeing that in theaters for the first time and like besides the warehouse scene, that's the coolest part in the whole movie to me. Like her yeah. pulling up just to fight Doomsday. And not only just like fighting Doomsday, she's holding her home. Like at one point Superman's gone like dealing with Lois and she's boxing up Doomsday by herself. I think she's Honestly, the best part of the movie for how short she was, but she was also the most impactful. Yeah, I, I um, one thing I did love about it was that even though we don't see much of Wonder Woman or she's not on screen for very long, I want to say, wait, what, what would you say? Actually, she's, she's she's there for like ten minutes, 15 10, fifteen minutes, minutes. 15 yeah, minutes, like, including the funeral scene. Exactly. So I love the little moments of 
that Zach and Gal and, and you know, that, that they came up with for her where when she gets knocked back by Doomsday, she lets off a smirk. And I'll always remember that moment when she's smiling because she's just like, oh, finally, I haven't had a fight like this in such a long time. And it's like, and this is why I love the Wonder Woman character within the cinematic universe is because there are so many adventures that they could place her into that would explain why she is the way she is in BVS to where, you know what I'm saying, where, where that timeline is, is the most recent. And I, and I thought that was cool. It was a very understated thing where it's like, oh, she's been around and, and this is something that's fun for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... uh I remember where, like, that whole movie, it's kind of the tension between uh, Bruce and Clark, where there, there's this, this point where, like, Clark is like, Batman is, he can't, you know, work with, uh, with this autonomy, like, he's just a vigilante or, or something like that. And then in the undercurrent of that, Diana is just kind of, like, you hear uh, when she comes around, like, the little horns or the, the hints at her... Uh, her theme and you're like mm-hmm. like what is she doing like you know what i mean like she's following around bruce she steals like that uh device that he's looking for mm-hmm. and um then he's like looking at her and then he finds the picture of her in world war one he's like i the know theme who hits. you are yeah and, the like, theme hits that like that was really cool i thought that the way that zach kind of introduced her as like this already like this powerful superhero was so cool and and the same thing like where justin where you said uh when i was sitting in the theater like everybody cheered yeah it was a moment and you gotta remember Mm -hmm. people forget this we had never seen wonder woman on screen like this it's mm-hmm. been decades. It had been decades. It's since literally since it. been the 80s, since Linda Carter yeah. left the role. Exactly. That we've seen Wonder Woman actually, you know, really seen. And then, and it's so crazy that Zach, if anything, we're, you know, we're giving him praise for that. And, and here's the thing with BVS. You can hate his Superman. You can hate his Batman. I don't see how you hate his Batman. But like, there, there's a lot of things you can hate him for. But I just, I will never agree with people saying that the way he handled Wonder Woman in this one movie, he was able to handle her and handled her the wrong way. I think that he, you know, built up a level of intrigue with her that, um, you know, the, the movies in Patty and, and her series has tried to, to hold up to. And, and I think that, you know, it's mostly succeeded. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that like looking back on that film and kind of like her moment and everything like that, like he handed off to Patty, like basically like, listen, like she's strong. She looks strong against one of the most powerful villains in the DC universe. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like you said, like the moment that smirk where she like cuts off his arm, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah, yeah. yeah she looks like she looks strong. Like, like she got she got blasted like a whole football field away and just like set up like the Undertaker, bro. Like it's like all right, cool, let's go. Like to where like if Batman got blasted, he'd be Ash. Yeah, you know he'd mean? be dead. <laughs> <laughs> and again, they they did so much in that small you know final fight that set up who she is as a character she's strong she's stronger than batman that's immediately seen she's stronger than batman she saved superman mm-hmm. <laughs> within the first <laughs> the first five minutes she saved both of them you know what i'm saying like and and you know you get you immediately get that she has powers that like we just don't know and we're not we're not really privy to yet that we, we want to learn more about and i think the, the intrigue of wonder woman is that like i think the comics have set her up is that even the animated series has, has set her up as someone who you know, is constantly building and constantly getting stronger. And then to introduce us to her at this level and, you know, making us go, okay, go back and let's go see how she got here. I thought it was an excellent idea. And I think that a lot of uh, other movies have tried to utilize this, but I think this is, this has been, you know, Wonder Woman has been a, you know, a a minorly (laughs) successful uh, uh, foray in trying to do that. I mean, like it's that all that, like, She's like, let's be clear. She's a badass. She's so she's the like action star, right? But even like her demeanor, like her her reverence of like when Clark died, you can tell like she's been here before and she acts like it. That's the best part about her to me. Yeah. So kind of moving on from that, she has a standalone film, which I think uh, and this is not even trying to be sham. Like it has one of the best comic book scenes ever in No Man's Land Uh, Mm -hmm. She has that. Uh, it was in development hell for a while. It started. It started in 1996 with Ivan Redman, who was going to do it. Then John Cohen, who did uh, Minority, he did a screenwriter for Minority Report, and the infamous Joss Whedon was actually attached to it at one point. 
But uh, Patty Jenkins signed on to direct in 2015. And I thought that... I mean, you're coming off Suicide Squad, which mm-hmm. was a very lukewarm movie. Uh, oh, no, oh, Marjani, not lukewarm at all. It was <laughs> universally panned. <laughs> yeah, I was just trying to, like... It was, you know, not, one of it the, was not great. You know, one of the wildest things I've ever seen... And and here's my here's my 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 statement on DC movies. I will not argue with you about Suicide Squad. That's my statement on it. Like I completely understand why people hate that movie. I don't think it's a good movie either. That I, movie still has a it still has a higher tomato score than BVS. <laughs> it's that and like it made almost eight hundred million dollars, which is the wildest things to me. Like, yeah. Because if you if you look at Suicide Squad, right, there were. Um, two different trailers that showed two different movies. Like, if you looked at the first teaser trailer, there was, like, a dark movie where, like, the joke, where, like, Jared Leto's Joker comes in, he does, like, that, I'm just gonna hurt you really, really bad. And then Mm -hmm. the whole Bohemian Rhapsody thing was like, oh, this movie's gonna be really fun. So, if you remember, like, the lead-up to that movie, they were saying stuff like, they had to put psychiatrists on set because it was so dark and depressing, right? And then, like, that summer, Guardians of the Galaxy dropped, right? And, like, the whole tone of the movie changed after that. Because, like, Warner Bros. was like, maybe we should be like them. Everyone was like, didn't you say, like, they needed, like, psychotherapists to, like, to, to cope with this? <laughs> like, what? how does that reconcile? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I mean, that's a whole other thing with the, with the air cut and all that other stuff. Like, I don't even know if we're going to even... Listen... We see we're seeing the Snyder cut. We may see the air cut. I don't know. Um, but yes, we're good. I'm good. I'm good on that. I'm good on that. I'm all right. (laughs) Uh, But Wonder Woman, but the first Wonder Woman movie, very good, right? Oh, easily, absolutely. I I think you know it came at a time when the DC universe needed it. They needed Mm -hmm. it. Yeah, yeah. They needed just good movies. I feel, um, and yeah. it was that I think Patty um, crafted. She crafted and directed probably one of my favorite origin story movies in a, in a long time. And I thought Gal was was game for it. I thought Chris Pine was spectacular in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have my hangups about the third. I have my hangups about the third act, but I, I thought overall it's a really. I still, I went back and watched it a, about a month and a half ago, and I, I had a blast. It's not only just a good superhero movie; it's just a great movie in general. You know, like everything from Chris Pine and Gal Gadot's chemistry to like Chief saying stuff like um, what happened to your people? His people happened. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like small stuff like that really makes that movie for me. Yeah. I, one thing that I really love about that movie is the World War One dynamic where like Diana's going around and like she's like, what do you mean woman can't women can't do this or women can't do that? <laughs> I'm going to do this like because she comes from like Theramskia. And you you get to see it like in the movie as well. Like I love that she, and it, this kind of happens a little bit in 1984 too, where she kind of pushed these social mores, and she's like, like, listen, like I'm I'm Wonder Woman, I'm Diana, I'm not, I'm gonna question doing this. If you remember, like in the scene where uh, there, uh, Chris Pine was briefing his superiors or whatever, she low key called all of them cowards. And I think that's one of the yeah. best parts of the movie. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you're right. This is this came in when uh, the DCU needed a hit. Uh, Man of Steel. I mean, you both know me. Like that's my favorite DCU movie. But um, yeah, you had Man of Steel, ba- Batman vs Superman, Suicide Squad, and then Wonder Woman came. And of course, we have Wonder Woman eighty four, which was delayed a lot. Then delayed because of the pandemic. Over a year, over yeah. a year. I, I got I got a funny story about this movie. All right, go ahead. My fiance, my fiance's father, uh, was in D.C. while they were filming the shot of uh, Diana and Steve walking around that uh, like by the Capitol building. Yeah, he was there, so he took a picture of that in like June of like 2018, and I was like, this movie was done that year and it didn't come out until like a year and a half later like that's how that's how long it's been since they filmed this movie mm-hmm. yeah because it was supposed it was supposed to come it was, out it was november 13th. yeah it was supposed to come out december 13th then mm-hmm. moved up to november uh first 2019 mm-hmm. which would, would mm-hmm. kind of been on 
I guess, coming before or after Joker. <laughs> but but you know what's funny? That would have been a perfect time period for that movie to drop in that November period. Like they they, they had no competition at that point that year. Yeah, there was everybody yeah. kind of cleared out. I think uh, what like Doctor Sleep or something was came came out during that time. But that's a horror movie, so like, mm-hmm. you know you have like a superhero movie then. Uh, then it was delayed to June fifth, two thousand twenty, and then it got delayed to August fourteenth, and then it just, then they're like, okay, it came out on Christmas. So before we talk about the actual film, I gotta get your thoughts on the hybrid release because, of course, uh, there were some contention with that. Like uh, they elected to release this movie both on HBO Max. And in theaters, if you wanted to see it, uh, it did take some money in. Like there were like, it, I think it made $60 million at the box office, which it's not bad. Like, especially with, you know, New York and Los Angeles theaters not being open and it not being too, too safe right now to go back in theaters. But yeah, uh, it was not the Mulan lawn route where uh, you had, you were charged and had to pay $30 to see it. Uh, you got it for free if you had HBO Max. So how'd you feel about that? I mean, I think like, I mean, think first of all for the Mulan thing, uh, it's I don't know, it's kind of hard justifying in a in a in a panacea that um, making people pay thirty dollars to see a movie once um, is kind of crazy. But also on the hybrid route release, it's not safe enough to go outside. Like hundreds of thousands of people are being are getting sick every day. Uh, without all that being said, there are still people who believe it's okay to roam around outside and, and not be safe. So for those people, they they decide to open theaters for them. Um, and for, you know, the rational people, they decided to put it on a streaming service. And I think that's kind of the, the best of both worlds in the really, really, really bad situation we're in. Um, but despite that, it still got lambasted. And I don't... People... Some parts of the country are just still open, and so some people just don't, I guess, grasp the situation we're in. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think the hybrid route is the best they could do in the, the horrible circumstances we're in, to say it, I guess, succinctly. Yeah, I, I don't get how any normal person, and I've seen it on Twitter, but I don't see how any normal person would be against this model at all. Yeah, it's I, more convenient for everybody involved. Like, you want to talk about, like, bootlicking like that is supreme bootlicking to be like, yes, companies risk my life <laughs> to, to go to your possibly not clean theaters to, to possibly die and, and get affected with the virus. Like honestly, the hybrid model didn't affect me much. I mean, I knew I was going to watch on HBO max. I knew I was never going to theaters to see this movie. So them doing that is, again, it's, it's a boon to me because I think that what HBO is doing for this year alone, which, you know, I think if this works and by all intents and purposes is looking like it did, you know, mm-hmm. for HBO Max and 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 the in the theaters that this is going to continue on, and and directors can kind of you know, and the producers and whatever they can they can angle for whatever money that they want. But like, this is for the people. There are people that want to see these movies, and you can't like sit on a Wonder Woman eighty four for two years. It's impossible. Like, I I, I feel like Black Widow should have come out by now. I feel like Absolutely. there's going to be even there's there's, there's going to be even bigger apathy for that one than there than you know than that. Like, I don't know how you. You know, you you maintain that excitement for these movies like you have to do different. You have to be different. The world is different. So you have to market and deliver these movies differently. I Even think, for, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. And, and I think that like, you know, AT&T, uh, Warner, they, they they looked at a different route to doing that. And I'll tell you one thing. I saw more Wonder Woman on my screen, on my computer. Uh, everywhere than I did the months leading up to it. And, you know, during Corona that and that I did in the month of December. I knew when this movie was coming out. I knew I had to get HBO Max. I already have it, but like I knew that 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 was going to be the place to watch the movie. And I thought they did a tremendous job of marketing '84 to people who wanted to watch it. And in Spades, you saw people talking about the movie, and they're still talking about it every day on Clubhouse, on Twitter, <laughs> on Instagram, on Facebook. If you still have a Facebook, please leave your Facebook. Um, even on the topic of like theaters, it made a hundred million dollars in a pandemic. That is wild. And for for a a studio that put out Tenet months before and all but tanked the the summer and fall for movies, Warner bounced back in a lot of ways. Like here's my thing: we are we're not getting to the movie yet, but like critical reception here, 
I don't think Warner gives a fuck. <laughs> I don't think Warner cares about the critical reception. They care about what the numbers are looking like. And to me, it looks like they won. Well, they fast tracked Wonder Woman three, so that could tell you that tell you yeah. right there, like what they think about from perception. I think. Listen, if you look at things like uh, Trolls World Tour or Scoob and stuff like that, that made money. Families Absolutely. paid money to to rent these films because you have to look at the theater experience. Now, I love the theater. I'm sure you guys do. But at the same time, like we – it takes – if you have AMC Plus or AMC Stubs, it's $20 a month, right? If you don't have that, that's maybe $15 a ticket and you're not even taking into account concessions, so why wouldn't you, if you want to, and I'm not like advocating like the death of theaters or anything, but this is a changing marketplace where why wouldn't you want to see, you want people to see your film more? You know what I mean? Like that it's, I feel like a lot of people are putting their head in the sand to not see the power of streaming. Netflix is buying, Netflix and Amazon are buying movies like major studios are now. It, it mm-hmm. just it is like you look what happened with coming to America too, or Netflix is you know buying like things like Nomadland and thing and, you know things of that nature. Uh, Disney has now restructured their business where they prioritize streaming. Mm-hmm. So like these models, they're here to stay. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm all for you know letting uh, moviegoers and movie seers like everybody join in like I, I don't want like movie theaters to be kind of like this almost elitist thing where like if you don't see it in movie theaters you're just not going to see it and i'm like that's not yeah. the right way and like so this is this kind of reminds me i don't mean to bring in wrestling while raw is on but um i i it kind of reminds me about when the wwe network launched and there was a lot of uncertainty about how people will be paid for streams and whatnot and bonuses and whatnot and it's kind of almost identical to all that because Honestly, even the fervor from like the professionals within the industry are—it's mostly from how am I going to be paid? How am I going to be compensated? Um, and, but with the theater industry themselves, they've been hostile to any acts of streaming. Like we, even when Trolls World Tour came out, didn't they like? Uh, didn't they pledge to like not play any Universal movies yeah, in the theaters? Yeah, Universal, like, AMC, like AMC and the Theaters Association said, "All right, uh, we're not doing." You know what I mean? Like we're pulling, we're not letting your movies into our theaters until they work something out. Mm-hmm. So like, it, it's just a lot of uncertainty right now because it's so new. Like it's what it's less than thirty days old. If yeah, I'm not well, mistaken, I mean, I initially had a problem with Warner Brothers because they didn't tell any of the, like the except for Gal and Patty, they didn't tell anybody that they were. Doing mm-hmm. You know why? You know why they did that? And and I know that they say uh, they're they're saying that. You know, they didn't want any leaks, but you know why they didn't want leaks? Because they knew that if they told producers independently and privately, those would be the same people going to the, the you know, stooging to the Hollywood reporters talking this and that. And this, yeah, these stories, these types of stories, still they still came out anyway. And listen, I'm not caping for AT&T here. I, I absolutely not. I'm just saying that, like, for their bottom line and, and for them to want to have to get money, they needed to do this. It just so happens that we, the people, win. For this, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like for them to put Wonder Woman and and you know uh, all the movies that all the great movies that are going to come out this year from them on HBO Max, we won. I don't care about their numbers. <laughs> I'll be real. I don't. I don't care. But like, if they want to get HBO Max to that level, they have to bring exclusives. And like, yeah, and to be honest, let's. It's going to be a while before we all go back to theaters. Let's be. Let's be completely honest. Like it's going to be weird. It it'll. Maybe the end of summer, maybe. And that's if everybody gets vaccinated on time and, and everything like that. But like, this is not going away. Like it, people aren't going to go to theaters in mass, even when they are vaccinated. It's going to be some hesitancy. I think in 2021, I mean, 2022, maybe you get that. But like this model, I think is going to stick around because it's just when, like Justin said, it. It's a win-win for everyone. It's a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. And plus, everybody needs like subscriptions too. Like you know what I mean? HBO Max needs subscriptions. Uh, Disney Plus, like they're coming out with four Marvel. No, well, for right now, uh, six Marvel shows 
on Disney Plus. And then Netflix is pouring like they're over like billions of dollars of debt of just buying stuff, you know? So mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I don't I mean, I don't I'm let's see how it goes. Uh Let's talk about Wonder Woman 1984, the movie that seems like everybody is talking about. What were your <laughs> expectations going into this? Did the delays kind of like waft you a little bit? Um, when you, I want to ask you both, when you initially saw that Steve Trevor was coming back, spoilers for everybody, everybody's seen this movie so far. What did you think? Um, My first I think thought. I got, got leaked. That got leaked, right? That Steve was coming yeah, back. Yeah, it did. Because, like, when they announced like, the why? sequel, they were like, Chris Pine will be returning. And I was like, how? Um, <laughs> I said the same thing when they said Killmonger is coming back for Black Panther 2. I was like, that, it's, not unnecessary. it's unnecessary. Why are you doing this? I mean, like, I was like, how? But also, like, even in story, your character got blown up. There's nothing to resurrect. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was weird. Uh, it was weird how he disappeared, though. I, I don't think it was explained very well in the movie. And w- Within the movie itself, it's not explained very well. I had to like I picked up one in like maybe 15 minutes after <laughs> like what was really going on. Yeah, me and my wife were talking about that like is he is is that him or is that him in someone else's body or like yeah. they like they, they took a minute to explain it but it wasn't clear at all. I think that's one of the downfalls of the movie. They just don't explain things well. I'm going to okay, I want to go on to that plot point because in the beginning of the film it shows a young Diana Prince when they're doing like the kind of the Olympics their schema. And then mm-hmm. Hippolyta, like, you know, teaches her that lesson that uh, you can't take shortcuts or in uh, antelope, antelope, too. Um, but going into, you know, the stone and wishing that, you know, Steve Trevor comes back. Steve is in another dude's body, essentially. <laughs> uh, I was thinking when I when I was watching this, I'm like. Uh, does this dude have a family? Like, does this dude, like, you know what I mean? Like, does he, have, does he have a girlfriend? Like, it's weird because I thought in the beginning, of, like I said, in the beginning of the film, it's like, all right, you have to always go for the truth. But Diana loves, I guess, wants Steve back so much that she's like, all right, you know what? I'm, I'm good with this. I'm good with you being in another person's body. Yeah, it, it, it's... Go ahead, go ahead, X. It reminded me of a an Austin Powers gold member when they were like uh, in the beginning. It was like I'm using this bill as a distraction. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it, it it was. I don't know. It, it you know in a lot of ways like Wonder Woman '84 feels like a feels like those Donner films before they got taken over. Uh, I forgot what the, the the director's name was. Um, it, it feels like a movie from a different age. Yeah, and a lot of times we're like, you know, now we need movies to be super explained everything down to the T or else there's going to be Reddit scientists like <laughs> 84 just kind of like 84 just kind of gives it all to you at once. And they do it with a straight face. I, I think someone was like, they tweeted like, is this supposed to be this cheesy? And I was like, absolutely. Yes, because yes. They, they they are going for the good old I won't say American, but the good old days of like movie storytelling. And like it felt to me like. She was kind of channeling these old movies and, you know, really the 80s movies in, in a lot of ways as well, like 80s romantic uh, dramas and stuff like that. And, and like, I can appreciate that because, like, that's one thing I can appreciate about DC movies in general is that every single one of them tries to do something different. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me that Shazam is the same as Wonder Woman, is the same as BVS, is the same as Suicide Squad. Or you know, Birds like, of Prey. Yeah, or Birds of Prey, like they're all completely different. And I appreciate that about the canon. And, you know, that's something that I think people need to appreciate more. It's like, they, you know, people, someone will rebut like, well, they need to be good. It's like, okay, well, they are very good to people and they are very bad to certain people. You know what I'm saying? But that does not mean that these movies as, as, as a net whole, you know, unless you're talking about Suicide Squad, don't try to do something different, you know? And, and I love that about, about these movies. Like, I am so tired of, I watched 19, 20 films of the same thing over and over again. If for 10 years if wonder woman 84 it stumbles for trying to you know depict and deconstruct once again this is a word we're probably gonna be using a lot deconstruct diana as a character it might not always work but they, at least they tried and i think my biggest issue with it is that they try to deconstruct her but they also framed it around a man and i thought that that wasn't very you know for, for patty to, to empower her such in the first movie to have her break down because of a man is very weird to me in this movie yeah like i was thinking like from her perspective like she's 
I don't even know how, like, thousands of years old. Like, I, w- I wonder to her, like, is 80 years just, like, I don't know, a week to her or something like that? Like, is, is like, the, 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 the scab of him dying, like, just as fresh, and that's why she's acting like this? Like, there's so many questions yeah. to that, you know? Yeah, because you think, like, World War One, and then in 1984, like, it shows in the film where she's, it shows, like, the picture of Steve Trevor and everything like that, and she's just like, well, I'm like, dang, like, Diana has like no friends. Like she doesn't go out. She doesn't do anything. Like, like, come on. Like, I would. I don't think Diana Prince is doing that. And to Justin's point about the Donner films, the mall scene in the beginning reminded me of 1978 Superman when Superman is That's, like going mm-hmm. out, uh, saving Lois and like uh, saving like the the helicopter, and then the guys like woo and like all this stuff. Like it's the cheesiness there, and for people. To say that, I'll bring this back to Man of Steel, where it's that movie is too joyless or uh, yeah. not hopeful. Wonder Woman eighty four is very lighthearted and in that ilk it has mm-hmm. too much hope. It has too much hope, and it's so funny to me, Marjani, that the mall scene is where people legitimately checked out of the movie. Yeah, and it, it's it, it. I don't get it i i you know one thing i really liked about it was like you know and again like i see i see like my nieces in a lot of this stuff so like when she was you know uh kind of looking at the little the little black girl and she would just like you know shh, you know what i'm saying like i thought that was cute as hell and then she she pushed her all the way to the to the, to the teddy bear and stuff like that i thought that was really cute that's very you know, christopher reeve like the wing yeah and yeah yeah I, I thought i thought it was cute, really cute and cool and, and and people were like this is corny as hell i was like what movie or do you do you think that she's like I didn't understand. I didn't know what the fuck people were checking. Like, it, to, to me, I checked out of the the beginning running scene, even though it, lo- it looked fantastic, because it, it it made us wait for twelve minutes for her to get one lesson. But the actual mall scene is where the movie should have fucking opened. Yeah, and then yeah. uh, apparently, uh, Warner uh, Warner Brothers did want to cut that uh, young scene. They wanted to cut I, the, the theory scene. I, Why didn't I, they? Because Patty wanted it. Yeah, Patty said no. Jesus she, Christ, she wanted it. Patty. Patty, yeah, she's been like on a media run for the past week or so. But like, she was like, "Yeah, if you kill one of them, you can't keep either of them." I was like, "That's not, that's not how it worked." We saw the movie. We know yeah. you capping. You know what I'm saying? No way. She didn't do that. Yeah. No way. That's terrible. That 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 could have been a deleted scene. That could have been a flashback scene. That would have worked better as a flashback, even without doing the whole race, showing the like the last couple seconds of the race. And showing how she cheated to get there, like we, and also, are we supposed to believe that that Diana is still the precocious as, as she was in the first Wonder Woman? Because I just don't believe that. Like she's she's still very precocious and and very stubborn. It's just like there has to have been something that happened in between these eighty ninety years that you were like, okay, I'm over it. You know, like 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 X said. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I that that's funny because, like. Well, if you look at Superman 1, or you even look at Superman 3, like, those, like, from what I, when I talk to people about DC, and even, like, Superman Returns, which, I mean, I'm not even going to go into that, but (laughs) I I have my gripes with that movie, but, well, two people initially, but, you know, it has, like, everybody's like, okay, well, DC's way too dark, and, like, there's, you know, like, uh, like Superman, like, they showed the death of Superman. Like, we didn't even see him be, you know, be happy and stuff like that. And this this movie, even though, you know, the way it goes about it uh, is a little flimsy, it's a love story. It, it's a love, it, it, it's the love story that's continued from, Wonder, from, you know, Wonder Woman. It's in the 80s. So it's in that ilk of Superman 2 and like Donner and all the other stuff. Like it's I feel like DC is damned if you do, damned if you don't. Like Absolutely. If they they can make a a a film like Birds of Prey, right? Birds of Prey is a hard R. That is you know what I mean? Like people's legs yeah. get broke. Uh Victor Zaz is like cutting a family up. But, you know, but then again, you have, like, uh, Harley Quinn go through a uh, police station shooting, like, beanbag guns at at people. You know what I mean? Like, that. that's lighthearted. And they show, like, the ensemble and everything. 
But I feel as though like people are like, no, not that. We want that. And then they give yeah. you that and they're like, no, not that. But you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. Like, so it, what do we it do? Is, it is a widespread. And I, and you know, I, I want to say that Wonder Woman 84's reception. Okay. And let's be clear. I think between the three of us, it's not our favorite DC movie. No, it's I, not like it. Yeah. It's, it's not the best. Okay. Like I, I think it's on the lower end and that's completely fine. It, you know, but there are people who have made it their mission to make this out to be the next Suicide Squad. And I don't understand it because there is a widespread rejection of anything that is DC. And I do not understand why. Because in, at best, we need to have these movies. We need to support and, and, and want these movies to be better for the sake that we, we're just not you know reading one thing or watching one thing like X. You don't just read Marvel. You know what I'm saying? You read everything. Absolutely. Why do we? Why do? Why do we just need to have one movie? You know what I'm saying? Like competition makes it better. It makes it the best. And I think that while there are issues with a lot of the movies, like Wonder Woman eighty four ain't Suicide Squad. It is not like someone said this literally on my Instagram that it, it was. I I'll, I'll put Justice League Whedon version in Suicide Squad over this. Uh, and I was like, well, I, I was League like, what? So like, not to like compare between the companies, but like I've seen comments such as. I'll put Thor two over this, and I don't. I want to know what movie are you watching? You know, like what are you watching? Like a, a bad YouTube version of this? Like, can we talk about the uh, the Jeep scenes with the tanks and all that stuff when she saves the girl, saves the the, the little um? Yeah, yeah, that's something that really bothered me in the online discourse. Like, why would you? Why would you make jokes about that? Like, that's not also, funny. What, also. What was the? I I looked at it more so people were saying that it was like one of the worst action scenes. It was it was tone deaf. I was like, huh? I thought that I, was, I didn't know. I, I thought that was the best action scene in the movie. To be honest, to be a hundred percent. I mean, my my criticism is that there wasn't there was lack of action in the movie. But I thought that it was more of a character destruct of Diana of losing her powers and trying to f- figure out that way. So I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I appreciate it from that perspective. Uh, we'll get into like Maxwell Lord and Barbara in a bit, but like, you know, like this is Diana or Wonder Woman where like, she's, she's all, she, I, I hate to bring it back to Donna, but like in Superman two, like he loses his powers. Like, Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2 also, Spider-Man 2 also. (laughs) Spider-Man 2, he loses his powers. Iron Man 3, uh, Tony has to go from, go to like some kid to try to build his like suit back up. So like that happens with, with like superheroes and and another, even the most recent like Ragnarok, he lost his godhood. Yeah. And had to fight in an arena. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll, okay. So I'll bring it back to this. Um, I like MCU movies. I like DC movies. Like it, but I will say that Wonder Woman eighty eighty four. This is the ninth movie in the in the DCEU. Marvel has over twenty, but I will say this: for every Iron Man, there is an Incredible Hulk. For every mm-hmm. for every Avengers, there was Thor: The Dark World. Captain America, I believe, was the ninth film. So it took Marvel some movies to get that engine going. And it's the same thing with the DCEU. They just happen to be trying different genres and things of that nature. And like even it, it, like going for Wonder Woman and Superman and even Batman in this uh, universe, we're getting a deeper look into these characters. Like Batman... Uh, he was broken because Joker killed Robin, right? He d- he basically murdered Robin, and he became like this older, meaner man that lost his credo. Superman uh, and Man of Steel, he's the most powerful. Uh, yeah, he's the most powerful superhero in the universe. So what do you have? What do you place in front of him? He has to choose between Earth and Krypton. He has to choose between uh, like a home that he knows and a home that he doesn't wonder woman 84 it's love uh you know like aquaman it's you know him taking family. Up the family 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 mm-hmm. uh like uh cyborg uh hopefully we get to see this more in the snyder cut but like 
him man being man and machine and kind of it's his humanity yeah his humanity like we're getting a deeper look into how these characters come so like i'm like it's you want these contrasts and you want these directors to take chances yeah like i'm I'm glad that they do you know ultimately even you know even if they don't always work (laughs) yeah exactly yeah, I'm I'm tired of seeing kind of seeing the same type of superhero movie. I I do like Birds of Prey was I, f- I really think Birds of Prey was impacted because Rona literally wiped everything out right after it came out. But Birds of Prey was so refreshing because it's like it's the most different superhero movie maybe of the decade. Like it's a non-linear story. It's an all female superhero team. It's it's a real nice breath of fresh air. Yeah, I, I mean, to, to piggyback off you, I think a lot of things affected Birds of Prey. And I think primarily it was female centric, female led, and the and the title was confusing. People didn't know the characters. I think there was a lot of things going against it. Mm-hmm. And I I I really love Birds of Prey, you know. And and I I didn't want it to get lost. I I think I actually forgot to put it in my like top ten last year. But like you know, it, it ended up getting lost in the shuffle. And then you know, Rona did hit, and you know, by the time it started catching its footing, and they changed the name and everything, like it just what it didn't hit anymore. And it's like. We've seen more female centric DC movies than, you know, superhero movies than we've seen with any, any other company. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And, and mm-hmm. that should be commended. Like, there's, it's not often you get a two and a half hour, you know, that's not a good thing, the length always, but, you know, that we get a epic like that with a female superhero. You know what I'm saying? And, and, you know, it was crazy to see the, the comparisons to like Captain Marvel. And I'm just like, well, Wonder Woman's in her second movie. Like, you know, she has a, she, that, this movie had a chance to kind of let its legs, you know, the, you know, to stretch its legs out a little bit. And play with character, and it, and I, yeah, I, I, I honestly wonder, you know, again, if we're gonna start seeing this type of discourse with every morse is so immediate and it's so visceral. As soon as the movie comes out, with within five minutes, it's trash. That's what I, I do, saw. With I do think for. with like the HBO Max um, hybrid release structure of the next year. This has got to become like the relative norm, because it because it's it hasn't been this immediate before. You can't lie between movies in theaters, or at least you're not supposed to. Um, but like when you're at your home, you can live tweet things and you can put out bad faith takes to get retweets and whatnot rather quickly and turn the whole the whole narrative of the movie on its head. I I got okay, so I got to see it early from Warner Brothers, like uh, like maybe like a couple days before it dropped on uh, HBO max and I saw it and I'm like, all right, like it's not my favorite film, but I see things, I I see things that I like and I see things that I dislike when it dropped on HBO max (laughs) Christmas day. It was like a barrage of like, this is the worst movie I've ever seen. And I'm like, have you seen, you know what I mean? Like I'll worst movie, uh, we Justin, we've seen like horror movies that are way worse. Than oh, absolutely. The, the 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 new um the the new grudge. The grudge. Yeah, like the, I and, and and that's exactly what it is. It's like the discourse is so immediate, and of course you 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 know since it's and it's weird because it's like we don't want to be elitist. Like everyone should be able to watch movies, but like getting it away from critics. You know what I'm saying? You you got to see people who uh were, would immediately try and get retweets and, and engagement off of saying Wonder Woman is the worst thing ever. Because it was easy to do, and people they they racked them up on Friday and Saturday and Sunday of that weekend. Like, but like, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. The first one of the tweets I remember from that weekend, which is literally last weekend, was uh, "I'm 15 minutes into One Woman 84. I have no idea what's going on." And the very next tweet, or no, it was 45 minutes. I have no idea what's going on. And the very next tweet was, "I also didn't watch the first one." <laughs> <laughs> And I'm just which sitting is, in my which phone. Which is on like, HBO Max. Which, which is on, on HBO, HBO Max. It's literally Max. right next to it. Yeah, like I, I feel like that, like that kind of like kind of describes the whole discourse in itself. Like, I feel I like that's me seeing like uh, the Dark Knight Rises and be like, what the hell is going on with Batman? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's it's funny because it's transparent. I don't always want to get at people's intelligence. And, and, you know, I do think there are valid complaints. Like Rajani said, there are valid complaints about this movie. And we, we've voiced a lot of them already on this episode, but a lot of it just seemed like it was either parroting. It was a telephone. It was like, I'm going to take what you said. I'm going to maximize it to 1000 and say that this is the worst movie ever. This isn't even the worst superhero movie of the year. 
You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it just isn't. It's just objectively not right. But then when you look at it on the other side of the coin, it's a different conversation, right? Like I, I've seen so like my my big these uh, Warner Brothers, not Warner uh, MCU hang up. There's two movies: Civil War and uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. I thought Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two was a squandering of the excellent movie that they had in the first one. I thought it was objectively awful. Felt like it was you a look copy at, of what they did, almost a copy of what they did in the first film. It was like they took beat. everything that worked in the first movie and turned it up to a thousand and made it like ineffective. Beat for beat. But when I looked on online, I felt crazy because it was people saying that they cried during the movie. It was the most emotional thing ever. There were so many personal anecdotes. And I was like, well, why is it okay for you guys to have that? But it's, you know, if, you know, DC fans say that, then they're automatically, they don't have taste or Civil War, which I think is a movie that as the years go by, and I said this, it is going to be looked at less and less in the canon of a actual good movie because it is not a good movie. It is really long and it is based around one central focus. And that is the fact that the plot actually does not, it doesn't have a plot at all. And I felt crazy when I looked when I watched it. And then as years, the years go on, people are like, wow, it only really has one big set piece. And I said, yes, absolutely. Where the fuck, you know, where were you <laughs> back in those days? It's like, it's insane the way that we consume movies and the way that we, we push them out. But it's also a huge, again, a, a huge faction fight between these two warring companies that people are on the side of when we really just need both these these companies to kind of like have good movies and we can enjoy them. Yeah, exactly. I think that mm-hmm. like, there needs to be room for like, if I don't like an MCU movie, uh, somebody like firing back or oh, you're just the DC, you're just the DC shill. I, yeah. I mean, it just didn't hit for me. Uh, same thing, like, you know, like, if I don't like a DC film, like, you know, it's back and forth. You see that with Star Wars. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you like The Last Jedi, then you don't know anything about Star Wars. And I happen to think that Last Jedi has one of the best scenes of the new trilogy in it. And, mm-hmm, like, yeah. and yeah, it's weird how we've gotten to the point where we can't talk about what we don't like in film without maybe arguments or like you don't know anything it's just like nah like maybe like i look at a film and i see things different like the same thing with i'll rope it back to wonder woman 84 and we'll talk about maxwell lord and barbara i thought maxwell lord's arc was satisfying to me because it personified the 80s greed i need more like it starts off with him with that infomercial and he's kind of like, um, life is good, but it yeah, can be life bad. is good. And he going in like with brokers and stuff like that. And of course, like some people will say it's a personification of our current president. But um, I didn't know, see, you know, I, I saw that too. And I was like, I didn't see that Yeah, <laughs> in I, him. <laughs> I, I saw the eighties, but like, you know, like Maxwell Lord becomes the wishing stone and he loses sight of his son and it kind of ropes back to that in the film and i'm like oh that that's effective like some people didn't like maxwell lord but i'm like because i guess because especially when you think about the ending they're like okay that's a little bit anticlimactic because barbara's talking to him and basically like or talking through him to everybody saying like instead of getting more things you could have love and have each other Mm mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah, it's a very it is it is a very Wonder Woman esque third act, and and I said that out loud. I was like, you know, a lot of her stories don't really end with the big bloody battles, <laughs> like they 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 do end like that sometimes. And I think that you know, Patty had a big issue with the third act of um of Wonder Woman one, and she wanted to do her do it her way. And when I saw it, I was like, yep, this was her all the way. This is this is what she wanted to do. But in terms of Maxwell Lord, I thought he was fantastic. I I, I, I thought, again, he's just phenomenal. Uh, Pascal, right? Pedro yeah, Pascal? Pedro Pascal. I honestly I think thought, he's the best part of the movie. Yeah. He is. He is to me. Um, I, I thought Gal was great. I thought Gal was an even better actor than she was in the first one. But I thought his arc, you get a lot of it. And I think that's the issue is that you get a lot of it. It feels genuine. But it it left a lot to be desired with with Diana's arc, right? Where it was just like, okay, you just you're just you know chasing after this guy and chasing after Maxwell, but you got so much with him. There's he's in a lot of this movie. I, I'd say like 
for a villain, he's in a lot of this fucking movie. More so to a point where Kristen Rigg Wig gets nothing to do in this movie. And I thought that she was, to me, the weakest part of it because there was really literally nothing she... Like, how the fuck did she know they were at the, at the White House? How'd yeah, she yeah, yeah. I, I was yeah. like, how did she... I'm like, wow. Like, she, she, Did she have, like, a tracking device on Maxwell Lord? Uh, is that a part of her powers? How'd you, how do you guys feel about Barbara? I no, feel like she was kind of just there. Like, I, I don't, like at one point they found they kind of felt like Diana needed like a physical barrier as well as like a uh, I don't know spiritual or like a mental philosophical one. Yeah, like so they put her in the movie. But like I've I feel like she really could have been saved for like the third one. Honestly, yeah. Two part two doesn't mean two villains all the time. You don't have to do that. Like remember Iron Man two had two villains. Uh, uh, ba- uh, Dark Knight had two villains. Like, superhero movies love to introduce two villains in the sequel, and then they'll do three in the third one. You know, like it, it's like we don't have to do that. If it was just Maxwell and a stronger Diana story, that would have been a great, a great thing for me because we've seen this trope with Jamie Foxx as Electro. We've seen it with uh, with with uh, Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy. It is, mm-hmm. you know, we've seen it with uh, who was in Iron, Iron Man three? Um, what's his name? Uh, Guy, P- Guy Pierce. Uh, I know what you're talking about. Uh, fuck that movie. Um, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but you know, like we we've seen this trope so many times. It, it was very easy and 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 boring to to do that. I I, I thought that I thought the cheetah makeup was good, but it, but again, I thought cheetah was gonna job at the end. You know what I'm saying? I thought she was gonna get beat up and she was gonna be after that. I actually did think that their fight was was solid, but again, like it would have worked a lot more if she had been introduced earlier and had a stronger arc. But again, she shows up at the white house and all of a sudden now she's a, a, a focal point of the story, even though she was just helping Diana 10 minutes before that. Yeah. Oh, he's a art all Aldrich Killian. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. I think, well, what, what was funny is like, uh, somebody pointed this out. Like, of course, you know, she's like the nerdy, like nobody notices me, I'm clumsy, things like that. And then when she makes the wish, she puts on a pair of heels and then like <laughs> all of a sudden like all the it, every single guy in her vicinity it like jaw drops. Like, oh my god, mm-hmm. who is she? You know what I mean? Like um heels in a black dress. You can't yeah, forget heels, the black dress. Heels in a black dress. Uh even though she was kind of what? assaulted at, she assaulted a guy. No, the the guy assaulted her, and then when he came back to her, she damn near kills him. Beat the <laughs> yeah. shit out of him. <laughs> yeah, I don't. She, I don't know how he survived. If he survived, shout out to the black she, homeless man. Yeah, but when she when she told off the homeless black guy, I was like, "Yep, see how they do." See how they do. <laughs> Soon as, <laughs> you see how they do us. Uh huh. I, I noticed it. But I mean, I, again, like. Giving Kristen Wiig a, a chance to to be the cool like badass you know villain, I I wanted her to to, to you know I wanted more. I, I really wanted more from her, but um you know what are you gonna do? You know it, it ended up being like 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 X said, it was a physical barrier to Wonder Woman's strength and her you know losing her powers. But you know we had been we. You know you're kind of when you watch a movie like this, you're acclimated if you're into it to not having action, so that when it happens, it's like. Oh yeah, that's right. That does happen. You know what I'm saying? So when they when they're fighting, I was like, Oh yeah, that's right. Wonder Woman is Wonder Woman, even though we're this is a completely this is a character drama for the past hour and a half. So how did you guys feel about the uh, invisible jet scene? When uh, she says uh, when it, it seems like the world is going to hell because Maxwell Lord is physically deteriorating while he is granting everybody's wish and. Uh, she says goodbye to him. It, it's a very melodramatic scene. It's a very rom-com-ish scene. And then, like, she learns how to fly. Like, I, I felt like that was tied in well. I do think they, uh, they, they tied it back in well with, like, what, what uh, Trevor said earlier. But at the same time, it was like, she just jumped to the sky and just realized, oh, shit, I can stay up here. And... and <laughs> It was like, like I'm thinking of like, okay, her dad is Zeus, so like this is not the wildest shit ever. But like, you really couldn't have figured this out. Like in the, in the 80 years, you just been chilling. You know what I'm saying? Like, it took the world going to hell for you to figure out you can fly as the daughter of the sky. You know what I'm saying? That that was a bit odd to me. 
Um, as far as the jet scene, if you had if you had any question about like if you question anything in this movie that you want to put in the trope section or the the goofs section in IMDb, uh, that is that is it. The, the the jet, all of that stuff was very weird to me. I even said it. I was like, is there gas in that jet? <laughs> I was like, what, what, how'd they get there and how'd they get back? And what about the clothes? Like, I just had so many questions about it. But again, this is like the fanciful you know, comic book type thing where we don't, you know, you know, it doesn't need to always be explained, but you know, everyone needs to have an explanation for it. I thought the flight scene was up there with the Superman flight scene for me. I really liked when she, when she, when she learned that she could fly, but again, it was like, it was like once, you know, three steps forward, two steps back. It was like, it's such a a meaningful moment because again, it's like I said, at the beginning of the episode, like we want to know where she got that smirk from. What does she know? Who is she? Yeah. And we're finding that out. But I didn't want it to be because the guy said that she could. I wanted it to be because she wanted, you know what I'm saying? She wanted to do it. You know what I mean? And and I felt like tying her story so much to Steve just really, it really hurts her for me. And, and I would love to see her not do that in the next movie where it's like she's learning this stuff on her own. Like that's what we wanted to see in this movie, right? Where she's learning these lessons without Steve. But now we get the fish out of water thing, except she's Steve this time. And I'm just like, I didn't, I didn't want to see that. Yeah, I felt that scene went on a little too long where, like, they're, like, saying goodbye to each other. I'm like, yo, you got to go. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I get it. Like, you have to renounce your wish so you get your powers back. But I'm like, yo, like, the world is about to end. Like, I, I understand this is hard for you. But, uh, like, Steve, Steve's like, you have to let me go or things like that. And then they kiss. And then they stand <laughs> there for a little bit. And I'm like, all right, like, who's going to make that move? Uh, I will say the, the the line that was, uh, you don't have to let me go. I'm already gone. That was really good. I yeah, will say yeah. that. That was a really yeah. good line. However, the scene was a little bit awkward. I will say, I will say that. And then that yeah, guy gets his life we're... again. And then they rope it back to, like, the end where it's kind of like this Hallmark thing where, like, they see each other and it's snowing. Yeah, Very that could have been like that could have been like short as oh you know nice scarf or some shit like that or nice outfit. It didn't have to go as long as that even even that scene did you know. Yeah, it, I, I, and then and then to do it in, in the middle of a DC like like Washington DC where she's wearing her full outfit thought was a little bit weird because she <laughs> she 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 struggled so much in that mall scene to have people not see her, but then they all see her. It's like it was really weird. <laughs> So, uh, before we get, we start ending on kind of like the overall thing that's coming up with DC, like how would you guys, what are your final thoughts on Wonder Woman 84? What do you think? Like, where would you rate it near the bottom of the DCEU? I would say that it's not a bad movie. It's not a great movie. It's fine. Um, I would give it like a seven out of 10. I would definitely put it somewhere near the bottom, not quite suicide squad but i do think the first one was definitely better than it yeah you, you need to have average movies sometimes right <laughs> like, not all of them, yeah not all of them could be home runs yeah like you need to have average movies one of these movies had to have the sophomore the sophomore slump you know it it's fine i mean i think it's better than aquaman <laughs> you know I, I thought i liked it better than aquaman but i, th- I thought aquaman was like 80 percent visuals and Jason Momoa looking good. And you know what I'm saying? Like, I thought it was, it was all the looks in that movie that I thought really worked for me. But I mean, it's, it's, it's average. I thought it was an, an average, you know, superhero movie. I, and where I'll put Wonder Woman one at the top, you know, near the top. This, this one being in the middle is not a bad thing. People act like all of these MCU movies are all good <laughs> and they are all not. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you were to rank all of them, not all of them are going to be tens. You know what I'm saying? Like, there, there, some of them are going to be sevens, some of them are going to be sixes. I'm not trying to defend it any more than that, but it's like, you know, it's, it should not be in everyone's best interest to, to completely say that these are the worst of, or the worst ever things. You know what I'm saying? Like that's just not constructive at all. Wonder Woman three needs to be in the modern era. Yeah. I will say that it needs to deal with Diana, no more Steve. And we need to see more of her dealing with life's problems on her own. And I think that is where they should go. And if this is a launching pad to that, that's fine. But let's get her out of the past because I don't think it's working for a lot of people. Like, don't go to the 90s. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And don't go back even further. Like, go, get us back in the modern era and let's see what Patty can do with the part three. Yeah, I'm not sure what's going on with the Amazons movie. Uh, she said that she would, she's not going to direct, but she's going to be a producer. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that. Before we go, 
there's still a lot of DC news coming because we're getting multi-universes. Uh, this year we're going to get Suicide Squad. Uh, we're Which is rated R now. I'm, I'm yeah. You know, I'm for it. Uh, I think James Gunn, if you've seen like his horror stuff, he, he could do stuff that, that he's like produced and stuff like that. He could do a rated R. Of course, you got The Flash. Uh, Shazam Fury of the Gods coming up, Black Adam, Aquaman, uh, whenever that sequel's coming. Yeah, December 16, 2022, that's supposed to come. A whole slew of things in development. Like, I know that uh, Gotham City Sirens was there at one point. I don't know if that's coming now. Green Lantern Corps is going to be on uh, HBO Max. There's going to be to Batman, uh, from what we heard of today, Michael Keaton is returning as the older Batman. And, of course, you're getting the Batman with Robert Pattinson uh, in 2022. You're also going to get a Gotham spinoff on yep. HBO Max. Man of Steel sequel, I've, listen, I've had my fingers crossed for that for forever. I don't think that's ever going to happen at this point. I hope so. Um, how are you guys feeling about DC coming up? I mean, I think they're in a really promising position. Uh, Evil and Man of Steel. I know, I know that that literally the the Rock is the sole reason that keeps getting brought up because he wants to do a movie with Henry Cavill. I know that for a fact. Um, with the Batman, the Batman is a highly anticipated movie. Um, Suicide Squad looks promising. Uh, Aquaman two. I Aquaman two. Aquaman one was just vibes. So Aquaman two is yeah. probably gonna be the same thing. <laughs> there, there was nothing. There was nothing in the in the middle of the. You know, there was nothing between Aquaman's uh, ears, but it was definitely just vibes. Like I'll I'll put that on and just have it on. Yeah, um, I'm low key out of out of everything in the whole slate besides the Batman. Obviously, I'm most looking forward to Shazam two and the Static Shock movie that's in development currently. Um, they did recently announce they're gonna put movies. They're gonna try to release like four or five movies a year and put like two of them on HBO Max every year. Um, I think it's kind of a, a, a decent strategy, but I would like to see Sad Shock in theaters if it is possible for people to go to theaters at that point. Same. Yeah, I think um, I think Warner is in a they're they're not in an enviable enviable position, you know, with the critical reception of this, but all but they are in a good position because Wonder Woman eighty four did do well and showed that there you know people did care about it, but they are in a make or break, in my opinion, and introducing characters that are not Batman. A uh, very ballsy move by making Batman older and making him a mentor because they're not going to have a Batman in the main continuity as we know it. You know, the, the continuity that people that really love that type of thing love. Um, I don't think, you know, I've, al- I've always been a, a proponent of having the multiverse. I think it's a good idea. I, I think that if they handle it well, it's, it's going to be done well. I mean, obviously, my, my most anticipated is The Flash uh, and, and, and the Batman. Like, th- those are the two movies that I want to see very badly. Suicide Squad, I could, you know, I can go either way on, and even if it's not, you know, unless it's going to have a connection to the universe at large. But they have an opportunity to do something very cool and different from what Marvel's doing. I want to see them start, stop getting in your own damn way. Yes. And I think that's the issue with Warner. They love to get in their own way. And to be fair, some of the directors get in their own way too, looking at, looking at you, Patty. But like at the end of the, at the end of the day, you know. But at the end of the day, it's like let these stories speak for themselves. Let the directors make the stories that they want to. Stop trying to make these decisions based on knee jerk uh, reactions. Walter Hamada, you have a very very huge slate of characters and movies that we want to see, and we want them to be good because we want to brag about something too. And these movies need to be good because we need that. You know, they're carrying the box office. They literally carry the box office. I don't know if this this is gonna still be the thing when when they uh, when theaters come back, but like people want to see these characters, and you know, I I'm hoping that in 2021 and beyond that we actually finally get a, a slate of movies that are looked at and with the reverence that we've looked at a BVS or a Man of Steel for so long. And and like Marjani and X said, please give us a fucking Man of Steel sequel. I think it's gonna happen. I really do think it's gonna happen. Like Cavill is is tight lipped about it, but I think they're trying to make the the X's and O's work. I think he wouldn't have said any, uh, wouldn't have gotten on the stream when they announced the Snyder Cut if there wasn't something in the works. Speaking yeah, of, I, speaking of that, oh yeah, two that's more coming. months. <laughs> you yeah. talk about discourse. Zack Snyder's Justice League is going to be on HBO Max, prefer- preferably in four episodes in March. 
So it's like fresh out the frying pan into the fire for DCEU. You got Zack Snyder's expect, Justice League. I, I, I'm going to put money on it right now. I think people are really going to like it. I, I do. I, I think I think the general reaction will be fine. I do think there's a certain subset of the audience that's that's dead set on hating these movies for some strict reason. So you kind of kind of got to move despite them. With that being said, this movie is going to be good. I, I have no doubt in my mind about that. Yeah. Even when seeing like Justice League and watching it now, I'm like, there are so many pieces missing in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Joss <laughs> <sighs> Wheel. Anyway. <laughs> Justin X. Yes. Thank you so much for coming on uh, the podcast and, and talking with me for a little bit. Uh, we got to have you guys back on when Justice League comes out. Uh, preferably or more DC stuff comes out or just talking movies where can we find you both well you already know you can find me you can, you can well, tell, uh, well, follow me on Twitter them. yeah tell them <laughs> <laughs> at, uh, at, at OG Johnny 5 and follow uh, RNC Radio at RNC Radio Live that is RNC Radio Live uh, at Twitter uh, X has a show on there X why don't you tell them about it speaking of RNC Radio um, you can follow me to get that out of the way at X the Exiled on Twitter. Um, you can follow the Black Variant Podcast, Black Combo Podcast. I do with the God Van Red himself, ladies and gentlemen. Um, go follow us at Black Variant RNC and go ahead follow uh, RNC Radio Live on Twitter. Go fo- follow the A Show RNC. Go follow the Lookout RNC. Go follow. How many Twitters do we have, Justin? So many, but y'all y'all just start them up. Sometimes y'all start the Twitters. And I don't, I'm like, oh shit, y'all got a Twitter? Like, sure, okay. <laughs> I don't I don't get mad at it. I'm like, okay, let me follow this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh yeah, uh so you can listen to uh, we'll have more episodes this year since the, it looks like movies are actually coming out this year on Dead Screen Podcast. You can follow us at Dead Screen Net on Twitter. Uh you could f- follow us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts at Dead Screen Podcast. Uh for myself, for Justin, for X Thank you for listening to us, and we will talk to you soon.